Get ready to transform how you communicate and market, not only in business, but in your life. This is Marketing Matters. For more information on today's show and other topics, visit ryansowers.com. Here's your host, best-selling author and national speaker, Ryan Sowers. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Marketing Matters with Ryan Sowers. We're excited to be here on our new home, businessradiox.com. I'm your host, Ryan Sowers, and we are broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. On every Marketing Matters, we talk marketing, we talk branding, we talk sales, communications, all the hot things we all deal with as business owners, things I speak about around the country, things I deal with some local magazines I own. And today, uh, I am super excited to have my friend and colleague, Pat Soldas. Don't you like that? Pat Soldas, owner of Smoke Rise Agents, a top realty firm in Metro Atlanta. Pat, Thank you for being here, and thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for asking me. I'm glad to be here. And I like that because I was saying, Pat, before the show, we were both uh, dealing with traffic and Atlanta traffic. If you're familiar with that, I'm sure our listeners are. And I said, do we say it sold us or sold us? And I said, that is the best name you can have in real estate. And I said, I can't forget that. So <laughs> I also want to encourage you, uh, because this is the first show, we're going to have all Pat and her team's information. But please follow us on Twitter, at Ryan Sowers, S-A-U-E-R-S. Uh, Instagram, Ryan T, as in Todd Sowers, same thing, at on Instagram, and then Facebook, at Sowers Consulting. And we'll get Pat's information later. But, Pat, it was interesting when you and I, uh, we know each other through a, di- a lot of different ways, but you have quite the background of marketing. And albeit my Bluetooth wasn't working very well the other day, tell me about this. Uh, how many copyrights do you have? I have over 300. 300. I think it's like 309 or 311 or something like that. That's a lot of copyrights. It is. <laughs> That's so in all, what kind of matters? I mean, all kinds of things? Most of them are on business matters. There's a lot that has to do with marketing in it, but a lot of it is business profitability, wow. operations, how to basically make your machine work, um, a lot on branding as well. Um, we've done a whole lot of work in that field. I've been a consultant to the industry for many, many years, and then I chose to stop flying every week. <laughs> right, and right. so that's where it came from. So basically, you should be the host, and I should. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, it's, it's true. Uh, we all know about the journeys. I certainly do a lot of them when it gets old. It uh, sounds exciting to be on the road, but not so exciting when you're in a hotel room. So. Well, well, let's talk a little bit about what you're doing in today's world, and how, how do you view... People always want to ask me this question. I'd like to know your answer. Say, Ryan, you know, it's all about digital and social media now. That's what matters. Or no, it's all about traditional media now. I have my answer, but but what's your take? You know, you do a lot of different things. Well, it's very, very interesting because we're in a service business and a relationship business. However, we're in one of the businesses that's probably where you have to have the most Internet presence possible because that's where you capture the eyes of the buyer first. However, they aren't going to buy your product. They're not going to buy your services or anything else off of just being on the Internet. They want to make sure that there's a person behind it. There's a relationship. There's something that they can tie their wagon to where they say, I know that you've got my back. Exactly. And so consequently, where one of the biggest challenges in our business and many businesses is how do you keep that local service entity and be able to do the reach that you can do through the Internet? 
Yeah, it, and it's true. You know, we all have uh, what I call almost content shock. A friend of mine calls it content shock. I call it constantly connected. We're overloaded with so much information. But what I'm finding, you tell me if you see it differently, people are longing for that human connection again. People, more, probably more than they realize because of our devices 24-7 at our fingertips. Do you see a little bit of that? We see a lot of that because what people come into, and of course we've got the TV shows like HGTV right. that set an expectation <laughs> that can't be met. Right. And it's kind of funny because what they do is that they're tired of trying to be an online expert. And it's kind of like Googling for medical purposes. Yeah, you're the doctor now, right? Everybody's, <laughs> so, the, everybody's the expert. It's exactly. on Wikipedia, right? So the difference here is that when they find somebody that they feel is knowledgeable, trustworthy, can take care of them and take it so they don't spend hours and hours constantly looking on the Internet for whatever's the newest, latest, greatest thing, but can deliver it to them expeditiously with good information and more so than that, the knowledge behind it that isn't told on the Internet. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, my daughter, my oldest daughter, is uh, told her she might be uh, listening right now, but she's at Georgia Tech, and she's studying neuroscience. Fascinating new field. But it's funny that she was talking about so how many people and uh, this place she was interning at are everybody self-diagnosing everything. You know, they go to Google and say, you know, I know what's wrong with me because my, my knee's hurting, and I've also had the shivers. and. You can't become an expert overnight. So when you have 300 and whatever number of patents, that's amazing. Uh, stuff I've done in my career, people are like, well, how do you know that? I'm like, it's been years and years and years and years and years, and you learn something every day, you know. <laughs> but there, what I know about you guys and I want to share to our audience is you do things the right way, the honest way, the authentic way, the human way, and you're going to lead people the right way. Correct. And so our motto is service worthy of recommendation. You don't get a recommendation without doing it right. And we want to make sure that the service element is upfront because that is a differentiator. We don't just take orders. We don't just have one-time clients. We have some that have done 18, 19 transactions with us. Wow. And that's a big difference because if your clients come back to you and refer you, that is the most valuable business you can have. It is. Um, and, you know, it's funny uh, just in the stuff you and I have done together and other people we know in the communities and, you know, in the metro Atlanta area. It's funny. It, it, we we talk about what a big world it is with the Internet, but it also still is a small world. And, you know, if your handshake actually means something, which I say to people mm -hmm. and you do what you say you're going to do, it does come back to you a hundredfold with people referring people back to you. And that's, that is it's a great feeling because it means you did it the right way. I think it's kind of interesting, and we kind of are seeing it with kids right now, um, where the kids are so tied to the screen someplace that they don't really know how to socialize. <laughs> and that's kind of a scary little thing. However, most of the people we meet with, there's, they're like, oh, wow, great, you actually talk to us. We can actually see you. We can touch you. You're we real. Can, <laughs> right, exactly. We're not just some icon out on the Internet. And that's a big difference because we're talking about one of the most personal decisions of their life, one of their biggest investments. And do you want to go to just say, okay, I'm going to go to an online presence. And there have become some companies right now who are trying to say, is there another way to do this business in terms of having it where almost all the transaction is as online as possible. They aren't necessarily dealing with the same person twice in a row. And that's a little bit of a challenge if you're going to have trust. So one of the things that we're doing 
is we're integrating strongly, not just our marketing, not just our expertise, but also the understanding that we're there for our clients in person. Wow. Well, that, that aligns so much, Pat, with what I'm seeing, too, because uh, oftentimes when I pick up the phone and call someone back with some of the businesses I have, they're like, thank you for calling me back. And I'm going, when did that become something you shouldn't do? But uh, I was sharing on uh, with, with a friend of mine the other day. I was out, and, I, and you know I do some um, speaking things in Las Vegas and this and that. And you'll love what the topic I'm being asked to speak about the most is, human-to-human sales and marketing. And when I say this to people, I said service has become more more important than ever. And some of the older people in the audience are like rolling their eyes like, duh. But to a certain degree, I think we've all lost sight of that a little bit. Like you said, we're so used to being online and we have chat bots and all this stuff. And that's fine. All those tools are great. There's nothing wrong with any of them. But if you can't get to a human and a person and you don't have that trust, especially like you said, when you're making one of the biggest decisions you're ever going to make – when my wife and I bought our first home, I wanted that person saying, "You're you're you're go you're okay," you know, and and that's that that trust. And I'll never forget that feeling. You can't get that from a virtual. I guess you can. I mean, I guess you can do it that way, but that's not the way. I don't think most people would would prefer to do it. Well, one of the first things that I give in training to my agents and my team is service is not a commodity. Exactly. You can't go pull it off the shelf. You can't quantify it by what you're getting. But you know when you've got it, and you know when you've got it correct. I love that. I love. Well, it's it's. Uh, it, it give you give a shout out to like. Uh, I was talking to my daughter again, the same one this morning, and she was talking to a place she's going to work in Atlanta with very high standards. But one of her first jobs was Chick Fil A, and Chick Fil A is what my pleasure. Refresh your beverage. Now you and I both know how difficult is it to say, can I refresh your tea or your beverage? I mean, does it really cost them that much time to? No. And, and that differentiator in the experience, it, when I go to Disney World, there's other amusement parks, but they have cast members. It's, it's magical. You know, every little piece of trash is swept up. That's, to me, being excellent at what you do, right? It's not just that, but also one of the things that the human relationship and going that little tiny extra mile does is you cannot buy that marketing or advertising or customer experience for any number of dollars and have it returned. If you're looking for ROI on your business and return on investment, that's exactly where it is, is where that person immediately aligns with you, says, hey, I had a great day because of you, or I felt great, or I knew that we did this right. Well, and, and, and I've been saying, going back to some of the stuff you say, um, you know, in, in one of my magazines, own, uh, the column I write is, it's okay to make people smile. It's okay to make them laugh and have a good day because a lot of times people need that and we're human and humans are actually made to interact. And I have been told by a number of people from the mental health industry, friends of mine, that they're saying an epidemic of people, even at a younger age, coming in because they're addicted to screens. And I think technology is wonderful. I love technology. But how much is too much? And what is this going to look like in 10 years? That's a question for you. You, you know, I, I have my answers, but how is this going to work as people, a middle school principal, a friend of mine I had lunch the other day, and he said, do you realize there's nobody in my school who was not born when there was an iPhone or you know, what are, one of the ones you touch, touchscreen phones? They weren't even born. They were out in, I think, 2007. What is this going to look like? I mean, are, do you think do you predict we'll revolt back to people longing for that human touch more, or are we going to become more 
Alexa Siri driven and and you know having groceries driven to our home. I mean, I, I mean I've been really f- reflecting on this. this. is a marketing show and people have their theories. What do you what I do you see, Pat? I think we're going to look for how it delivers us conveniences and buys us time. Yeah, I think those are two key criteria. But I kind of get a smile out of what you've just said in terms of you know people wondering what it'll be like in the future. And we've had a lot of great sci-fi shows. And one of the great things about sci-fi shows is somehow there's elements that we always see in the future. Mm -hmm. So, like, for instance, I don't care whether you go back as far as the Jetsons or you go to Star Trek or whatever be the case. How many of those shows didn't have a human element and relationship in them? That's true. That's a good point, yeah. Every single one. one. So, consequently, what happens is, and as you say, the human quotient is there, that we will not allow our lives to go without it. Right. Because we will self-destruct. It's like being put in solitary confinement. It is. And and that's really the essence. I was telling the producers before the show, you know, as we moved uh, this new, you know, being on Business Radio X station, you know, just reaching our core audience of business leaders. That's what, you know, marketing and communications is about. People could, could argue and say, well, we think it's only about this, but it's that human element. Um and and honestly, if you look at every marketing medium out there, you can say, okay, well, if you put on a commercial, well, you can you can tape over that and watch it at your convenience. Radio, people can use something else. Podcast, people can choose to listen or not listen. You know, print ad, you can look at or not. It, it doesn't really matter. What you want to do is put your name out there, do what's right, serve people. And I want to go back to what you said, Pat. I think the number one thing we can't buy more of, get more of, is time. Um, I think all of us look at it and say, if we have all the money in the world, we can't buy more time. Can't get it back. Can't get it forward. So this time you and I are on air radio right now, we can't do it again, what we said five minutes ago, right? Okay. So I think that's the thing. And so it probably with is one, like you said, convenience, stress relief, and time savings, is that a big one for you guys and y'all's clients that you find just taking that off their plate and their worry list? Absolutely. So, like, for instance, things that we've done to make sure that we ease that time factor is right now we can have contracts signed anyplace. Sure. Because everything can be done electronically. So why would we ask them to invest their time and otherwise? Now, I have some people in which I know that they don't have confidence in that methodology. And, of course, we meet with them particularly some of the senior citizens that I deal with, they want to see you, and that's just They, they want to sit down with you, yeah. And we make sure that that happens, and we get a kick out of it in yep. terms of that's, a, that's an important part of their life is that relationship yep. that comes in, and in some cases you're filling a need that's far different than business. But what we try to do is we make sure that we aren't wasting somebody's time. Right. And that's probably as important as being able to deliver anything else because when they know that their time with you is not such business strict that you don't have a relationship, but that it's going to be meaningfully spent. And I think that's a huge difference because that also means that you've invested in that relationship, you're nurturing that relationship. You're not going to have it stop the day the transaction stops or that your job on that transaction stops like with my transaction coordinator she's just amazing because she can tell me things about the people they just open up to her it's beautiful yeah but it's also where she understands that small investment of being able to have a personality with it 
Oh, yeah. And the Internet frequently takes away the personality. Well, you know, that's our brand. And I always tell people, I think you agree, perception is reality when it comes to our brand. And some of the people with, with the magazines I have, yeah, they talk to our clients more than I do. And, and but, but we just, you know, when you hear, we just love your team. We love how they do things. It's a reflection of saying, we're not perfect, but we want to do it, make you feel special, make it uh, important. We're here with Pat uh, Soldis, the owner of Smoke Rise Agents. I want to ask you a question, Pat, uh, with all your success. One of the things I'd ask you before your slogan is uh, wor- excuse me, service worthy of recommendation. Uh, I like that. I mean, uh, how does that work? Do people come back with that and look at it more and offer the recommendation? Or, you know, is that work for you and getting you what you want? It's beautiful because just like about any other business right now, you go to look at who that person is in terms of the reviews or who that product is in terms of review before you purchase now. Because we've been conditioned by the Internet that we can get that opinion from someone else. And we like whether you go to Yelp or like if you're buying off of Amazon, right. you can look. How many of you look at the ratings before you buy a product that you aren't sure of? Absolutely. Sure. And then you look to say, well, did they actually purchase it or whatever be the case? So consequently, all of our clients are surveyed after the sale. And those recommendations are made perfect. Their recommendations and reviews, good, bad, or ugly. And I'm fortunate that most of them are very, very yeah, good. Yeah. Um, are posted so that they can be seen publicly. And so consequently, we're saying, okay, we're willing to put our reputation behind it and not and have transparency that doesn't hide anything. And when I think people long for that, you know, uh, the anybody can get on the Internet and write, you know, be a tough guy and write bad reviews and give you a one star rating. But I think uh, if you can't sit there and talk to somebody in person and explain eyeball to eyeball or at least over the phone, I've done a couple been talking about this a lot. Recently, I had uh, somebody that I wrote, I did a national video on, and I said, if you've got complicated information to deliver or possibly negative information to deliver, your best bet is in person. Second best bet's on the phone. And I had a person watch the whole thing and then send me an email that came across very negative trying to exp- from the video. And I'm like, did you watch? <laughs> and, 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 it's, and it's very true, I think, with service and all these other things. Uh, we're starting to get back, don't you agree, Pat, to – some of the time-tested principles that never went away in the first place. Absolutely. In fact, it's kind of funny because (laughs) back ancient times ago when I was in school and teaching practically advertising, I was always trying to get people to understand those basics of journalism, who, what, when, why, and how are still there. Yeah. Because targeting your market, making sure that you know how they respond to it, you can ask those questions over and over again and make sure that whatever you're doing is on point just with those simple questions. And that's right. You know, in sales, so we'll switch to sales. You know, when I do some sales training, I'll say somebody like, well, who, who did you meet with? To say I didn't go in the meeting. Uh, I can't remember who all we meet with, but I met with this one person. I'm like, well, what you, would you learn? Um, well, I think this person's the decision maker. Well, why are they looking to do X, Y, Z? I didn't ask him that. I'm like, well, you know as much as I do, and I didn't go. <laughs> so those who, what, where, when, why, huge questions. And I really like the why one. Um, I've been talking about this for years, getting deep. Really, what's making them tick? If they're looking to make a change or they're saying, hey, you know, I want to make a big move in my life, in, in your industry, you know, I want, why? I mean, what's driving it? Is it, you know, changing the family, a changing their lifestyle, stress? Because if you don't know that, we're, we're kind of doing surface-level thinking. Mm-hmm. So that deep why question i think some people forget to ask 
And it's interesting because in our industry, approximately 70% of our transactions are driven by a life event. Really? And if you don't understand that that life event is not just simply a date and time at which something happened or is going to happen, but more that it has emotions, it has feelings, it has history to it, it has a lot of other things that can have nuances of what's new and exciting. Mm. So the life events driving about 70% of our business and understanding that change how you deal with that person and that transaction. That's fascinating. I didn't know that. Uh, interesting. Well, tell, you know, we're, we're here. I want to talk about, you know, obviously with a, with a growing, thriving business with that I personally, you know, have great regard for and heard about for years and known about for years. But talk about some of the stuff you guys do to give back. I mean, I know you're, you're entrenched oh. in the community. Just tell us a little bit about that. Well, we do a lot to give back, and I'm extremely proud of that. So each of our agents on our team or staff can also suggest who we give back to. But like, for instance, we've sponsored golf tournaments for several charities. I probably think maybe 20-ish charities, something like that. This last weekend, we did the Chili Cook-Off in Tucker. Okay. And that one benefited the what used to be the Rape Crisis Center. Right. And uh, we served made over seven gallons of chili and wow. served it in one ounce cups. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of chili. <laughs> it is. And so it's things of that nature we participate in our community. I also serve the, our community as their representative on the Tucker City Council. Oh, that's right. And so each of our people will have a different way to do, and I don't really judge how that service is. Like we have one that part of her service mantra is to try to help people who have emotional needs with and then getting them pets that can help with that. Oh, wow. We have others on our team that will make sure that people never go hungry. Others that make sure that if they're in a time of challenge that they've got somebody they can call on. Others will give a ride to somebody if they need it, like to a hospital or back. So there's small acts of caring as well as the large event type things. So... You guys have, you know, I know a number of agents, but so it's kind of instilled, you know, uh, in each individual to find their passion area, you know, to to say, you know, here's some of the things we do. But some people, like like you said, I, we, you know, with the magazine stuff I do, we profit, profile a lot of nonprofits. There's so many good causes out there, but people have passions for different things. But giving back is so important. It is important, but since our business begins and ends with people. Mm-hmm. It isn't hard to make that expand. It isn't hard for that passion to come through. It isn't hard for that. And in many ways, because one of the things that we do is we do not hire people who are only looking for the almighty dollar. We are looking for people who understand that the almighty dollar is the result of caring, sharing, working, and being the the experienced person that guides another person through. I love that. It is it is so true when when over the, my career of interviewing people when their second question is how much will I start at when how much vacation will I get the first year and I'm like that's your second question wrong wrong place mm-hmm. wrong time but you want someone I think we're all looking for people that will put their sw- sweat blood and tears into what they're doing and they they throw their heart over the fence if you will and they're all in you know I call it burning your ship you know there isn't a turning back I'm in not thinking like maybe i'll go take this job maybe i'll go do that because that don't you agree in sales uh marketing any human interaction that shows that that energy that it does show and it shows that if you're looking at your watch and you got (laughs) some place to be and 
you know, whether it's an imaginary watch or otherwise, if the person doesn't feel that you have the dedicated time to them at that point in time, you have lost that customer because they will see you as a commodity. Yeah, and our listeners can't see this, but Pat's here, and we both have smartphones. Mine's in my pocket. Hers is upside down on the table. But how many times have you gone to lunch with somebody, and they're doing this number, Pat, where they're they're kind of going, and I get we all have stuff coming in, but you're in the middle of telling me a story, and I'm like, well, that to me is going back to some basic etiquette of going, what are you focused on, the other thing that's coming in? And, you know, sometimes there's urgent things you have to do. Or are you focused on the person in front of you? Absolutely. And the reality of it is, is we can get easily distracted. And I think it's kind of funny because we do this little test every once in a while because I find myself with it every once in a while. Right. Is how well do you listen when you're interacting with a device rather than the person? Interesting. And so sometimes what we'll do is we'll do a little bit of training on it. And uh, it's, it's kind of fun because they'll all of a sudden understand that they missed probably the biggest thing that the person's going to tell them because they were not listening actively. Right. And, and you and I both know when you got 320, 30 patents of stuff, that's just amazing. So we, we you and I could talk all day about this stuff. It's it, people think they're quote unquote listening. They're, they have words coming in their ears, which is just hearing, but the comprehension of what someone's saying uh, doesn't occur. I have uh, a couple of friends of mine that I'll be talking to. And let's say I get out rarely which i do to play golf and sometimes i'll be in the middle of a story no one's even around and they pick up their phone and they start texting somebody back or talking to siri or whoever and all of a sudden i'm like i just i just stop i think it's kind of funny because the other thing that we don't realize once we got so many devices of convenience is that in our listening it changed because we think we're listening right and that's a huge difference so one of the things that i do um well, I've also find that people begin over-talking each other a lot. Yes. Because yeah. they're so used to the interaction with the screen, they don't even realize that, <laughs> that person's going to be interacting back. And it's like, oh, you can say whatever, do whatever, type whatever, because like instant messaging, you're typing whatever, and it doesn't matter if the other person's talking, correct? Absolutely. So That's a great point. The funny part is, is some of our training, um, one of it's a kind of weird thing, but... I will have them involved in a discussion and have them put a pencil in their mouth between their teeth and not be allowed to touch it with their hands. So every time they want to interrupt, that pencil falls out and <laughs> knocks on the table. And it's just kind of funny because they don't realize how much they do that or how much they're not listening or how much they felt their point was the most important. It is so true. And I, I try to remember this because it's like we're all fighting to get our message heard but if you will send an email, if you send a text, if you are instant messaging or whatever, the ways you can do stuff, there really is no barrier and you can just do, you can write whatever you want and in one way communication. So we talk communications and marketing this show. But what I like to say is not a one way monologue, mm -hmm. it's a two way dialogue. And that's what it's always been. Unfortunately, we got a Gen Z in the workforce, starting to come in the workforce now, which is behind the millennials. You know, if you're, you know, it's starting, start, they're starting to arrive. And, It'll be interesting to see how how that works, but uh, oftentimes I, f I find that uh, you know do you, you know people that are listening to the show sometimes say, "Well, I'm old, you know, I don't get all this stuff." I'm like, "But you have an advantage, and your advantage, if you're listening, is you know how to think in your feet, you know how to actually break a change of a five dollar bill <laughs> if the cash register broke, you know how to call somebody and make a reservation if it's if their website's down." 
And some people, you know, have learned that, that, that are younger. So I never like to put people in boxes. But I find oftentimes that uh, you've, it's really important to know both. And, and it's important to know how marketing and sales has evolved. So just because I can email you, Pat, doesn't mean that is my best choice to email you, right? But those are all tools. They're tools. Tools do not replace human interaction. You know, if I could, sometimes I think would be very valuable to implement within the training and education of people is a body language course. Yeah. Because body language will give you every sales information piece that you need to have. And if you aren't watching the other person, you miss all those sales signals. So one of the things I tell the people on my team is that if you're looking for this to happen for you and you want to make this business work, you can't do it all behind a screen. You're going to have to have the other stuff because those who sit behind a screen will probably make between 5 and 7% of those who interact with the humans. That is so true. The nonverbal, I've, I've even broken it down a step further in my doctoral studies I'm doing, that the, the human eyebrow and eye, you can watch the slightest thing because somebody could know the trick of not rolling their arms or whatever, but they literally can go. And, 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 and I'll, I'll look at a salesperson like, all right, so we need to uh, start wrapping up here, you know, and you know that they're ready, the person you're talking to in a transaction is ready to start finishing. And the person's like, let me tell you another story that I'm training them going. No more, no more stories. They want, they want to go, and they say, "How did you see that?" Said, you're not watching, and you know, even if you're trained, it's easy to miss the, you know, the switch. So even when I'm doing something like a radio show, and we got a 30 minute radio show on air, you have to, you know, quickly glance at your watch. But my focus is talking to you, so you're having to do two things. But most people are oblivious to the human element, you know. So it's funny things that are going on and i think that the other thing about that and you kind of touched on a little bit is people that don't know when when to stop talking we also have people that don't know when to stop selling that's, that's that is so true it there's nothing that can turn someone off more than saying hey i told you i want this and you keep on going yeah i mean you know you i remember meeting you for the first time and and i'm not going to get into that but but you were like look got it know it what i want to do thank you and and there's people like that and you're like well let me tell you some more things like i don't i don't want any more things and i know what i want to do and there's people you're right in sales and marketing they're going but we haven't shown you every package we have and i'm like you keep that up they're going to walk right out the door and say you know you, you had it i was interested not anymore and uh i've been doing some training with my middle daughter in sales and she was uh, in an opportunity the other day and she was in a business and they said yeah we want to we want to do this we know what this is and she's calling me i'm like then do it (laughs) what are you calling me about (laughs) i'm not there and she was on the other side of town and she's like well i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna send you your business card i'm like go back in there and finish i mean she said i'm easy i'm I'm excited i like this i want to do this why are you calling me so it is um you know human beings don't bite uh, people ask me when I'm speaking or we do radio or, you know, I do announcing the Parkview uh, High School uh, soccer team. They're like, don't you get nervous? Sure. I mean, I, I mean, if you don't get any nerves, I don't think you have emotion in you. But humans are, we all have our things going on in our lives. And for the most part, most people are good people. I mean, most people are. They want a better life for their family, right? You know, and, and the doom and gloom we see on the news around us is not I don't think what every – I think those are the extreme outliers. That's not what the average person's about. And so they, they strive. I want to throw it back to you. They strive to find people that make their life easier, give them great service. Uh, they trust. Trust is huge. 
that's what, don't you see most people, you know, we don't see this in the mainstream media, but isn't that what most people really want? Well, that's your first sale. If you can't sell them that you can be trusted, you don't gain farther. True. Absolutely. That's one of the things I said, you know, if you don't build a relationship, you are an, a transactional, when I say transactional, not like you're transactional, you're a vendor, you're just a price and, you know, okay, we got three of you guys we're looking at. Or are you an interactive partner? And when I say partner, somebody says, I have a relationship with them, even though I haven't seen them in six months, and I trust them implicitly. Even if the deal doesn't happen, I still trust them, you know, and uh, unfortunately, you know, people behind the, you know, when they can build a website or do whatever, you know, uh, out of their basement in these days, wor days world, it's tough sometimes to know who you can trust. And uh, that's why getting in person and, and having um, that authentic realness is, is important. You can't have relationship without trust. Yeah. But you touched on something I want to just kind of mention. Yeah. Um, I built my first commercial website in 93. Wow. The world did not know what WWW <laughs> meant then. And it had to be hard-coded and sneaker-netted over to the ISP. It was kind of funny days and times when you think back to it. But what was interesting is that I had a mentor at that point in time who said, you know, he wasn't into the Internet or anything else. But he said, What's going to make people remember that they were there and know that they can come back, get what they need, and it's going to be answered by a human? Wow, I like that. Well, and that's any type of marketing. As we, you know, we will come to the conclusion of the show. The idea is to educate, inform, and they say, "Hey, Pat sold us. You know, had some great information." Well, that's the beginning of a relationship. In other words, if you call them or they call you, that's step one. I mean, step one isn't, "Hey, we heard that thing you said." can you come by our house today and uh, and sign the papers that's that's not how relationships work so i think um everybody i find in today's world with marketing wants a get rich quick strategy in other words how do you how do you make this work overnight and i don't personally believe i'd love your input uh, i don't think there's any shortcuts to building relationships i mean it's done step by step day by day and we all know trust can be broken in a moment right there is no get quick get rich quick <laughs> Because the reality of it is, is that's one transaction. Exactly. That's it. The reality of it is I want a lifetime of transactions. I want people coming back because every time they come back to me, I don't have to spend marketing dollars Absolutely. to get them. I want to win that customer the first time so that my dollars are well, well spent. And, and it's so true. It's funny. Just yesterday alone, I had probably three or four phone calls of people just from years of business that said, you know, they, they were wanting to let me know X or Y or Z or a new opportunity but that was because we did it correctly. And, and I just keep coming back to, because I hold you guys in such high regard with and the great things you're doing is, is trust. And there's a lot of times, I actually, I'll educate people that some of the things that I do, I'm not the best choice for what they're trying to do. And they're like, no, no one would, why, why, why would you guys tell us not? I said, because I'm into this for the long haul of my life, not to have one, you know, one deal or one, speaking engagement because if it's then then you're going against your very dna right you know of, of what you stand for Absolutely. and some people are willing to say you know sure i'm the guy for anything you know whatever and i just i don't think that's the way to do it no one size does not fit all in any sales business you cannot be everything to anybody and everybody you also can't cover the world no you cannot cover the world well before i forget now smoke rise agents let our listeners know um what, what air i mean you guys i know focus on tons of different areas but 
you want to let them know your you know your quick soundbite nugget of some of the focus sure. areas? Yeah, we have eleven professional agents who carry who cover specific areas. We cover the northeast side of Atlanta, being Dunwoody on, and then we go on out to Lawrenceville, Snellville, Smoke Rise, Stone Mountain, Tucker, Norcross a little bit, and into um, of course. Um, into Lilburn, a lot of the areas around there, but we don't go west side of Atlanta or anything because we can't fight the traffic and get <laughs> to the customer. <laughs> well, well, you and I both saw that today firsthand. And, and, you know, for our listeners who don't understand it, that's what we would call vertical marketing, niche marketing, target marketing. In other words, you've picked a section where you're you're going deep in those areas correct and people get confused right vertical niche target i'm like well they may all mean the same thing you're, we're going specific we're not going well there's there you know there's a home listing we're going to take in augusta georgia no no that's not that's not our focus area but you could do it right yes by license i could by license i could but by it's not your business strategy. is that we sell residential real estate and our target happens to be within specific communities that we can reasonably and reliably service and give our best service to and know that we're not going to stretch to the point where we're um, not able to give that service. And and I would think by doing that, you're going to end up, I'm sure, with some of the stuff you end up uh, listing a home and sometimes probably selling it again to somebody else or you know something to that effect because you have a geographical you know niche vertical well, as i tell the agents because some of them get wide-eyed and oh i can do everything any place and i say okay how is the client going to see two of your signs within a drive if they can't you're one shot right well well i mean it's it is it's very true and i watch uh you know in in your industry in particular i it's so funny the number of phone calls i've had over the years of people they literally have not thought through anything in terms of what their strategy is, what their, I'm sure you, you see this, what their marketing is. It's like, we want to sell anything that anybody will give us money to, to anybody. And I, and my thought is you're never, gonna, you're never going to make it. I mean, you know, well, you know, if you're doing this almost, I don't even want to take their money or how, because I feel like all they're doing is just throwing stuff up against the wall and that's not a marketing strategy. No. So, you know, well, before I uh, forget, now, what is the best way uh, for listeners to contact, you know, through their social media, through websites, Facebook or Twitter or whatever, uh, Smoke Rise Agents, uh, Pat? Smoke Rise Agents is www.smokeriseagents.com. All of our different social media is linked there. We're heavily into Facebook and I think it's kind of funny because the Facebook people are always really surprised if we respond to them on a query or question or otherwise. They don't expect it. So in other words, like they send you a message and you respond Well, if they say what price is it or anything else or I'd like to see that or that we invite them to like our page. And so we always make sure we do a lot of that. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Pinterest. We have quite a bit on there because we get to see a lot of the best in homes and a lot of the worst in homes. But we also are, of course, in Twitter and everything else. But we use mainly Facebook for our social media. It's huge with our clientele. Right. And then our website delivers a lot of value. Plus, people can customize a search on that and customize it different ways. And so consequently, what happens is we're seeing what they really want. They're able to change things. And so we use that tool, but we don't leave it off the personal. Well, that is important. And there are, I've watched with Facebook and some of the people or Twitter and, um, you know, people ask questions. And if you're not there engaging, uh, then it's just like crickets. Um, the difference is it's not a sound bite. Right. 
Well, explain that to our listeners. I, I know what you mean, but we'll sure. So what happens is a lot of people think if they post something on hashtag whatever um, that they've communicated. That's not really communication. That's basically blasting out to people something that you had on the top of your mind you wanted <laughs> to say, and that's where I come in from a soundbite. Something that has meaning has the ability to engage where it's a two way is a whole lot different, and you can't do that in sound bites. No, you can't. And and uh, it's funny. I've, I've seen, um, to share with our listeners right now, the fastest growing social media audience of, uh, excuse me, social media tool is uh, Instagram. Uh, Instagram is just taken off. And I thought that was occurring because I've started watching it, but people like videos. They like pictures. They like that. But uh, Facebook, uh, make no mistake, it is the big boy. It isn't going anywhere, and it's just creating you know forums inside of it. So I'm going to ask our uh, producers how much, how much time we have left. Okay. All right. Well, they give us a few more minutes to finish up. Well, this has been an exciting day, Pat, because, uh, you know, been doing radio shows for a couple of years and having you on as my first guest. And when you told me, I thought of you and thought of, you know, I've watched your marketing and your team's marketing and communications and so forth and, and have been a fan. And then when we talked, you started telling me about all the copyrights and marketing and all the stuff you teach. And I'm like, well, goodness, I couldn't have picked a better, <laughs> couldn't have picked a better guest, even though I was, I couldn't hear all of it. I heard enough to go, man, I'm really excited. So what um, other things for the business leader out there that says, well, that's great. You know, Pat, you've been doing this or Ryan, you've been doing this, but I don't know marketing. I don't know sales. It's scary. It's hard. What's a nugget to get them started so they, they don't overthink this? So the first thing is have a business plan. Know what you sell. Know how you're going to get it out there. Know what you've got to do to make sure that it returns to you on business. and that You're not just spending dollars to be able to think you're marketing. That's not marketing. All that is is blasting. <laughs> right. And so we want to make sure that when a person is looking to learn about business and marketing that they understand that business first of all means that you're going to make money by what you do so if you can't make money by it then it's not very good and you want to make sure that whatever marketing tools methodologies or anything else you use as well as other business procurement other business ways of managing and running your business truly have an understanding of what is your cost to what you're going to get and what is the reasonable way that you're going to grow from what you get that it isn't just a one sale commodity and would you tell them uh you know i was telling uh going going back to my older daughter i've just used her example she just set up a linkedin account well, i've been on linkedin since 2006 she goes your stuff your page has so much stuff on it and i said but i built it one block at a time over many many years so what i would tell people tell me if you agree don't overthink it start with something measure it you know, and I, I've gotten to a point in our world, I think less is more with But marketing. it's also being able to understand that what you know is far greater than what you don't know. Yes. In terms of return on investment. There's a lot more that you don't know than you know. Right. Yes. But what you will be able to capitalize on is what you know and you know well. Know well and play to your strengths in the beginning to, you know, get some confidence and get those those legs under you. So... All right. Well, we're coming to the end. I'm so excited. I've had uh, Pat Soldis, and that's no pun intended, folks. Soldis is the best word for uh, a sales and marketing show you could possibly ask for. But, Pat, one more time, um, want, give, them, give them your website one more time. And uh, anything else you want to give our listeners? Is, is any final thoughts before I wrap this up? www.smokeriseagents.com, the best service you'll ever have in real estate.
Well, Pat, thank you for being here. I sure appreciate it. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Well, you can enjoy this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it live. You can also enjoy it uh, 24-7. It's beautiful in today's world to listen at your convenience on businessradiox.com. Just type Marketing Matters into the search bar, uh, and uh, you can listen to your convenience. So we have people, and that's the whole idea we talked about today. Be convenient and make it easy for you, and that's why Marketing Matters with Business Radio X is so important. But until next time, folks, this is Ryan Sowers, Business Radio X. Make your marketing matter.